I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash recommend today. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. This is the Dave Glover Show with Dave, Rachel, and Kevin. Sponsored by Michael's Flooring Outlet. The flooring experts. I got floor.com. Rachel just put the evil eye on me. She goes, man, I can't believe we have four hours to go. And I was just like, <laughs> sorry. <laughs> sorry, sorry, sorry. I got here really early today. So I like, I kept going like, it's almost time to go home. And then I would remember, nope, got to do a whole show. Uh, it's funny. Uh, well, biggest story today. It's National Bologna Day. <laughs> I'm sure y'all knew wow, that. But, I didn't uh, know it. I did actually know that. You got his Google alert. I was going to say, it's on my Google alert. (laughs) You know, it's something about sitting in that chair. When you sit in that chair, you know everything. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Mm -hmm. I'm going to be so aggressive today. (laughs) Hey, thanks for the warning. (laughs) (laughs) Unlike most days where you're a sophisticated. He's very meek, usually. Yes, right. You're typically so balanced. Do you guys know it's national? Yeah, of course I knew that. <laughs> I got the Google alert. <laughs> Did you go home and tell your wife that you were labeled as unsettling on no. the show yesterday? Okay. I didn't mention she that. Too. I don't want to put once. any ideas in her head. I don't want her to be like, that's the word. <laughs> that's, <laughs> that's it. That's it. That's what I've been looking but for. So, Amy has said that about you more than once. But she we sure had, has. We had a real heart to heart this morning. And I said, Andrew, I'm really sorry. I hurt your feelings. That is so I, you're, it is what happened. And I said, you, I love when you're here. I'm really sad when you're gone and you coming into the office. That sounds awfully sweet. And you said you liked him. Things. And I said, I liked him. And I said, mm-hmm. he's my friend. I said, you hurt my feelings yesterday. And she said, but I said I loved you. And I'm like, yeah. that's not, no. that's abuser behavior is no, what that is. No, but I, <laughs> oh my gosh, you're totally discounting the heart to heart we had. And then she's like. Then Andrew said, she's the gaslighter here. <laughs> I did say that. I said, Chris, she's the gaslighter here, not you. Yeah. That's true. But he is. He's like with a favorite part of my day. When the first thing I always, one of the first phrases out of my mouth, depending on what time it is, uh, when I get to the office is, where's Andrew? 
Because I, I, he is. She doesn't say that. It is. He's a cornerstone in the that. office. First of all, it's like more like this. Where's Andrew? <laughs> is he behind me? With your head on a swivel. Yeah. It's if he's there at like like not there yet by nine thirty. If that ever happens, which it doesn't no, usually. No, it's by then she's, Then she gets a little worried. What are you worried about? No, I don't want anything to happen happened. to him. I don't want him to God. be sick. I don't want yeah. him to be in a car accident. So You're laying it on a little thick now here. <laughs> I just I want mean, to be safe. the apology was sweet, but he's not your child. <laughs> yeah. She's got I mean, location tracking on. I also don't like it when Andrew... Don't worry, and Ron- he didn't have breakfast. <laughs> Andrew and Ranji fight when they're fighting, and they say that this is how they express, you know, love for one another, but then I like when they go get coffee. I feel like it make it makes things right when we get coffee. Yeah, he's a real drain on my finances. <laughs> <laughs> he does go, okay, you're getting coffee. I'll take the most expensive latte that what? you want. Give me no. that thing that's uh, tiger striped. Yeah. I get the teeny tiny little cup. And then you're like, daddy's got it. And I'm like, well, I can't say I anything say now. And we went that into your happen. little office can't and the cup was full. Now. You didn't even drink it. That Yeah, that did happen. One of the times I didn't drink it. Do you pretend to like coffee, Andrew, to fit in with Chris? <laughs> no, I. So there's the there's the zebra mocha downstairs, which, which is, is the, not really oh, that's coffee. A real thing. <laughs> yeah, it's a real thing. It's yeah. it's half half dark chocolate, half white chocolate, and then there's you like just, a shot of you espresso. Just crumble a cookie into hot water. It's <laughs> <laughs> an Oreo. <laughs> and then that's that's I can tolerate that for the most part. That's. You know, except for that one day that I, I didn't. And Andrew, when is our special friendship time? It's when Ranji goes into the studio and goes, hey, we got a show to do. Usually at like 10, yeah. 9, 59 or 10. And then yeah, because you're extremely late going into the you studio. You and I talk for several mm-hmm. more minutes. And then I say, oh, my gosh, it's 10.03. I got to get in there. So we usually have like four minutes to debrief like the whole situation after Ranji leaves. Yeah, we go like, boy, that guy. Sounds uh, pretty toxic. I'm not gonna lie. <laughs> toxic, <laughs> like a, exhausting, a lot of triangulating going on. Just exhausting. <laughs> I love it. It's like my favorite part of the day. <laughs> the office is a weird place. The, I think the problem is that we are so spaced out in there. Like we're all on opposite ends yeah, of the room. Yeah, that sounds like the problem. Yeah. <laughs> yeah so it, you end up sort of creating like a, like tribal mannerisms with each other, like territorial almost. You know what I mean? I don't think that's it. Here's the thing. When I wake up. When I get to work, I I still need a ramp up time, you know, where I gradually I get to where I need to be by 10 o'clock. But these two, it's like jumping in ice water. It's like it's such yeah. a shock as soon as you like Amy's here, like Ugh, she's well, been up Amy's for 12 been up hours. Since, yeah, midnight. <laughs> and then Andrew's like, I got a problem. <laughs> he does. And then he's he starts complaining about something. Crisis. I'm like, can, God, we, can we gradually <laughs> ramp up really here? really true. You're... Very much not like Glenn Beck, but you're very similar in this way. Uh, when Glenn and I were were good friends, we spent a lot of time together, stayed at his house a bunch of times. There was never one time when I said to Glenn, hey, what's up? And he's like, nothing. It was just, there was always something yeah. up. Like if he was eating a muffin, it was the best or worst muffin he'd ever had in his life. And you're very much like that. Yeah, I am uh, very dramatic. Uh, I yeah. would never claim not to be. It's a it's a Stoll's family trait where all, all four of us, all four of us are unbelievably, even my dad, who's like kind of soft-spoken, doesn't talk very much, but he is maybe the most dramatic out of all of us. Hmm. Hmm. And then my, my brother once said in the midst of, like, a, a meltdown about whether or not he was going to, like, be able to make this train on time when he had hours to go and I was driving him somewhere. He once told me, I just, I get really anxious whenever I have, like, whenever I have to, like, do something. 
Yeah. And I was like, Eric, that is the human kid. That's all at all times. You never don't have to do something. So last time Fee was home, we were kind of having a discussion like this. And uh, <clears throat> it came up, who's the most dramatic person in the family? And uh, all three of them just looked at me. <laughs> and of course, <laughs> being the most dramatic person, I'm like, <laughs> P. Shaw. And uh, I'm like, give me one example. Nick's like, okay. Uh, he's like, last time we drove to Florida... Every time we stopped at a gas station, you literally got out of the car before it stopped moving. <laughs> and that's not an exaggeration. The car was still moving, and I jumped out. Were you driving? Yeah. Hopping out? Uh, no, I was in the passenger seat <laughs> because Siri told me I had 12 hours and 13 minutes left to get there. And that's how long Siri's it was going to take. Yeah. Yes. So <laughs> I tend to be a bit dramatic myself. Yeah. I, I will tell my mother. That she's dramatic, and of course she'll go, "Oh, how am I dramatic?" <laughs> and then I'm like, "Come, come on with this." I was watching um, Willy Wonka in the Chocolate Factory on purpose. Oh, yeah, it was just so like cute. on HBO or something. Wait it's a like, minute, it so wasn't cute. just on HBO. Yeah. I was thinking, you don't happen upon Willy Wonka. You well, sought it out. I selected it, mm-hmm. and I was watching Which it. One? And it uh, the Gene Wilder one. Okay. And I was reminded of the time everyone on the show took a personality test and it like matched you up with oh, people yeah. in fiction who you were most like. And Dave and Andrew both got Willy Wonka. Yeah. Wow. <laughs> That's And it's kind of spot on when you really think about it because you're both kind of like mystical, magical weirdos <laughs> in a way. Oh, like mystical, mystical, magical sadists. <laughs> magical weirdos. We're the, we're the two halves. He's the half that can like successfully run a <laughs> right. chocolate empire. Yeah. Yeah. You're like my... Uh, and you're the one taking him through the Tunnels, yeah, yeah. You're the twin. I hide away. <laughs> <laughs> I'm the one that's like, look at these little guys. Andrew's like all the flourishes uh, and the like tumbling. And this is my up. brother Tonka. Tonka <laughs> 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 We don't talk about it much. His name's Willy Wonk. No, <laughs> Just Rachel. Wonk. Yes. I like Rachel. She's. You're not dramatic at all. I try not to be. I'm I don't pretty feel chill. like you are at all. I'm pretty chill yeah. in general. Yeah, thanks, Chris. Yeah, you're welcome. The twin thing reminds me of, uh, <laughs> I hope I'm not talking out of school. I don't think I am. Um, I used to do lives for Powerhouse Gym, and I was a gym rat there, and I'd go there every single day. And Roger, the owner, who looked just like Mr. Incredible, uh, was my workout partner. And, I mean, like, literally every day we're spending, like, two hours a day working out together. And he had a very specific look, like I said, Mr. Incredible. And he said, uh uh, and I did lives for them. He goes, oh, hey, I just opened up uh, a tanning spa. Mm-hmm. It's like two blocks from here. So I want you to talk about that in the lives. I just need you to go, just go over there and, and use it. I'm like, okay, cool. And so I walk in and sitting behind the desk, uh, it looks like someone made a candle of Roger and then lit it and let it melt. Uh, and it was his twin brother oh, gosh. who was quite overweight and wearing glasses. And I walked in and I stared at him. He goes, he didn't tell you, did he? <laughs> and I was like, no, didn't mention it. And he goes, yeah, he likes to do that. <laughs> that would be fun to just surprise people with I your twin. it was less fun for yeah. Roger's twin than it was for Roger, but... <laughs> Well, you got to balance things out, right? They're like the, because you were saying the one was the Mr. Incredible workout. Mm-hmm. The other guy was not fond of working out maybe, but you, it's. He called so, him a melted candle. Well, <laughs> I was trying to like, they're good way. Like, I don't think I'm talking about terms. Handsome. Handsome. <laughs> I don't even. Uh. <laughs> 
Oh, God. <laughs> yeah, anyway, happy bologna day. <laughs> you ever eaten fried bologna? Oh, my God. That's mother's milk. I love it. I've never had it. It's a hot dog, right? Basically. Yeah, I mean, yeah. Yeah. it tastes like a hot dog. Is it's like a, a flat hot dog. No. Kind of. Looks like it. Ah. <laughs> I'm going to defer to Andrew on this one. Yeah, everyone's everyone has turned to look at me the when shit. we start debating bologna versus hot dogs. It would be an upset upset if you weren't the person to talk to yeah. about this. Okay, listen. No, the shrimp that you got was uh-huh. it more hot dog or more bologna? Hot dog. Okay. See, so it's it's you took that question more seriously <laughs> than any question I've ever heard you asked. So, uh, the, Hot dog. Yeah. <laughs> They're not the same thing. Fried bologna is totally different. It's got that kind of crunchier outside. It's got that nice warm inside. I would say they're two different things. I'm going to need you to go pick me up something at the house. Can you do that for me and just take your time? <laughs> I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash recommend today. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. Worried about letting someone else pick out the perfect avocado for your perfect impress them on the third date guacamole? Well, good thing Instacart shoppers are as picky as you are. They find ripe avocados like it's their guac on the line. They are milk expiration date detectives. They bag eggs like the 12 precious pieces of cargo they are. So let Instacart shoppers overthink your groceries so that you can overthink what you'll wear on that third date. Download the Instacart app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. Visiting is pretty. Visiting is good. Seems that all they ever wanted was a brother. DGS. We have uh, Greg, who's the director of Cutest Funeral Home, coming on at 2.30 because yesterday we did this whole thing about, uh, you know, funeral processions. We're going to pick his brain just about funeral stuff in general. Chet Pleban is dying to talk about all the uh, Trump stuff going on in the courts. We'll do that. And then we have the Tuesday Think Tank with Judge Frawley and Jeff Rainford. So that should be good. Um can I talk about something uh, personal about mm-hmm. my career that's going to really open me up to who knows what? Um, oh, shoot. Do you guys take over real quick? I just uh, got a phone call. Yeah, okay. sure. Oh. Well, what should we talk about, guys? Let so the our... secret that Dave was going to tell about his career mm-hmm. is Oh, do we have to guess? Uh... Can we just spend the next few minutes <laughs> guessing about that, what that might be? 
<laughs> I actually, I have a question that I wanted to pose to the group. Yep. Um, Please. Because I was thinking, I was eating some wheat thins last night, and I've I've had the off-brand wheat thins, and I've had the real brand wheat thins. <laughs> yep. What are the off-brand? What are they called? Um, you can get like three sixty-five or whatever. You wheat, can get wheat that. Fats. There's Craven brand, which are actually pretty good. They sell that at Schnucks. Slim wheat. <laughs> Slim wheat. <laughs> but my question for you guys is, do you notice a difference between the store brand and the name brand? And how often do you like mix it up and get the different ones? Okay, sorry. I just got to say this. I think Andrew will agree with me. Kirkland products from Costco rock. Mm-hmm. They are high quality. I've not yet gotten to Kirkland because I've only been to Costco a couple times. Okay. Uh, really? Because you made it your entire personality for about a week <laughs> no, there. I you but I was getting you were the Costco you. guy. But I was getting the on brand. I was getting the on brand stuff. I'm telling you, I think, and I heard this, nothing like fake news, but I thought I heard that Kirkland brands actually use a lot of the more well-known brands, right? Yeah. Just, they give them that version, like coffee or whatever. We um, use Kirkland coffee, which is so good. Uh, the detergent, like the Kirkland detergent instead of Tide or whatever. I've I'm heard that you. rumor, too. And I've yeah. heard, like, oh, the Costco brand leggings are actually Lululemon. And I don't, I don't think that one is that. true. Yeah. But that's a, certainly a rumor that's floating around Sorry, Phoebe called me from a doctor's office. Oh, okay. Yeah, she's sick at KU and needed some info, so... I will always jump off the air when Phoebe needs me. So. Yeah, for sure. Yeah. Oh, don't worry. We had it covered with some very compelling content. Yeah, Andrew's <laughs> never been to Costco all of a sudden. Oh, my gosh. Well, let's keep going with that. I, I just haven't had the Kirkland. <laughs> I haven't had the, the signatures. Uh, okay, can I go back to my personal thing? Yeah. Yeah, okay. yeah that was crap anyway. So we, uh, yeah, I wasn't going to say it. I was but... sweating. I was just like, when's he coming back? <laughs> Honestly, I was he heard this thing was like, Phoebe, I got to go. <laughs> so we have uh, like the major brand manager for all of the company in today. And we go way back. He tried to hire me away to go to Seattle in like 2003. And uh, then we reconnected recently. Anyway, he's like a, a big poobah. And uh, he's 63. I'm 59. And we, we just like OGs, right? And he's like, so you just signed a new contract. That's great. Like, how far do you think you want to go? And I said, well, I'm 59 now. Like, honestly, I think I could do another 10 years. I think I might want to go to I'm 70. And he couldn't hide the shock on his face. <laughs> and he was just like, you're kidding me. He's like, oh, my God. And I'm just like, okay, take it easy. <laughs> and, like, we're buddies. And he was very, very nice and very kind. But he was just shocked that I would want to work that long. And uh, so, yeah, it just kind of got in my head. Uh, but... And this dovetails into another thought I've been having. My whole career, 24 years, uh, started at 36, 59 now. I've always, they always push you to go younger. You know, like attract younger, attract younger. If you're you're 59, you go for people who are 38, X, Y, Z. But I've had a thought recently. uh, Obviously, I'm older than all you guys, but the people out there listening who are my age will get this. when I look at my show prep, most of it is about people I don't know. <laughs> you know what I mean? And I know more about what's going on in the world than most people my age. I know more about Taylor Swift and Travis Kelsey and blah, blah, blah because of, of this show. Uh, I have to. But I also – I think what I want to do with this show is – look, I love 20-year-olds and 30-year-olds and 40-year-olds. But people of my generation – And I'm sure every generation before me start to feel left out, you know, like I don't even know what's going on. 
And I feel like it would be smart over the next 10 years to just age with my generation. Does that make sense? Mm-hmm. Not like radio for old people, because I don't think I'm an old people. And I think I present 10 years younger yeah. and everything. But you feel me? Like, rather than trying to be like, so anyway, Taylor says to blah, just, you know, just let people my age feel normal about listening to a radio show. Does that make any sense? Mm-hmm. mm-hmm. Yeah, it, it does make sense. I, I know why they tell you not to do that. because, And I think it's it's more about the industry as a whole, is that you want to attract people who are younger, who start to develop the habit of being yeah. radio listeners. Right. And stick with it for the next, now, 30 years. As a, and, and I get that, too. I think it's that's a difficult ask. But what you're talking about does make sense, that you don't have to force anything and pretend to be somebody or yeah. not. yeah. And, I mean, let's face it, radio, it's not like a dying industry, but it's, I mean, it's shrinking. Television is gone, and and print is gone, and so it's not like, hey, let's get those 20-year-olds who listen to KMOX, you know what I'm saying? Right. And, uh, but yeah, it, it was just, it's weird to have someone show real shock that you might want to work until you're 70. Mm-hmm. That was weird. But then again... Like, who works until they're 70 in media? Almost nobody. A lot of them don't have the option to. Exactly. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, it's whenever the audience tells me I'm done, I'm done. (laughs) Right? But until they tell me that, I don't know why I would stop doing it. Anyway, terrible Uh, segment. I know. I would listen to radio for old people. It sounds great. We really need new phones. T-Mobile will cover the cost of four amazing new iPhone 15s, and each line is only $25 a month. New iPhone 15s? It's better over here. Only at T-Mobile get four iPhone 15s on us and four lines for $25 per line per month with eligible trade-in when you switch. Minimum of four lines for $25 per line per month without a pay discount using debit or bank account. $5 more per line without auto pay plus taxes and fees. Phone fee at 24 monthly bill credits for all well qualified customers. Contact us before canceling account to continue bill credits or credit stop and balance on required finance agreement due. $35 per line connection charge applies. T-Mobile.com. After the end of a good fight, you deserve an ice-cold reward. Medela is the mark of a fighter. You've earned this rich golden lager with a crisp, refreshing taste. Because you know, the bigger the fight, the better the reward. You put in the hours, the energy, the tough labor. You are a fighter. and Medela is your reward. Medela, the mark of a fighter. Drink responsibly. Beer imported by Crown Port, Chicago, Illinois. Odyssey is giving you a chance to win a trip to London to see Taylor Swift at the Eras Tour. It's Tay in the UK. Hey, it's Taylor. Just download the free Odyssey app, log in and listen to a participating station for a minimum of 60 minutes to get your daily entry. And you could win a chance to fly off to London with three friends and see Taylor. I can't wait to see you at the Eras Tour in London. For more, go to odyssey.com slash Taylor. Tay in the UK. It's on the Odyssey app. Thanks to Republic Records. This is a national contest. To DGS, uh, another day. It's impossible not to talk about Donald Trump. Uh, Jenna Ellis, who was one of his attorneys, just pled guilty today. So I think that's three or four people 
his uh, co-defendants who have pled guilty and agreed to testify against him. That's not great. And then this is just kind of breaking. So Emmer uh, has been uh, chosen to run for Speaker of the House. And he has Kevin McCarthy's backing. And as I understand it uh, from Ron Janamy, who've been following it close, more closely than I have, uh, even Matt Gates has quietly said that he would support him. And from what I know about Ember, he's just kind of a normal guy, just kind of a normal, you know, moderate to, uh, Republican. He's been the RNC chair. He has a quite a resume. Uh, but he voted to certify the 2020 election. And so what did Trump just do? Well, but also uh, Emmer jumped on board the lawsuit after the fact to challenge the election, but he did vote to certify it. Here is Trump about 20 minutes ago on Truth Social. I'm going to read the whole thing for you. I have many wonderful friends wanting to be Speaker of the House, and some are truly great warriors. Rhino Tom Emmer, who I do not know well, is not one of them. He never respected the power of a Trump endorsement or the breadth and scope of MAGA, Make America Great Again. He fought me all the way and actually spent more time defending Ilhan Omar than he did me. He is totally out of touch with Republican voters. I believe he has now learned his lesson because he is saying that he is pro-Trump all the way. But who can ever be sure? Has he only changed because that's what it takes to win? The Republican Party cannot take that chance because that's not where the America First voters are. Voting for a globalist rhino like Tom Emmer would be a tragic mistake. Jeez. So that guy's not getting voted in. No, doesn't sound like it. Because, you know, all the people that would have the vote and may have, like, fallen in line are going to see that and say, oh, well, we can't upset Trump. So we're going to so do this for So it really does what? come down to the moderates in the House uh, who said no to uh, Jordan. Like, who's going to blink first? Yeah. Someone's going to have to blink. Either the crazy eight, as McCarthy has named them, are going to support someone like Emmer, who uh, Trump has questions about because he doesn't worship him, or uh, the other way around. But someone's going to have to blink. There, there's, there's obviously no consensus candidate here. So, I mean, today is three weeks. It's three weeks since we've had a speaker. I know that McCarthy earlier today said he thinks it'll get finished this week, and maybe this is still true. But if it it looks like they're finally not like there's consensus because there were people who um, in their closed door voting chose others like Byron Donald's got uh, votes and uh, Representative Johnson, I think, out of Louisiana, got votes. But it, at some point, the party and this is what all parties do is they fall in line for the guy that, that they've nominated. What what that crazy eight like McCarthy called them did is very unusual. It doesn't yep. happen like that. That's that is abnormal. And I know they're going to blame the Democrats for it and they're they're trying to, but this isn't on them. This is the Republican Party. At this point, it is 100% conspiracy theory because it's one thing to go back a couple of years and have the president of the United States saying in a completely unprecedented way the national election to elect the president of the United States was rigged. It They cheated. Oh, my God. That's the biggest allegation in the history mm-hmm. of the country. And it would be, by the way, the biggest crime, the biggest heist, the most impressive thing yep. any group of people ever pulled off. I can understand quickly after that having questions about it. But then after 60 court cases and then now all these years later without a shred of evidence and now – People are pleading guilty. 
to being a part of the conspiracy to lie. Lawyers are pleading guilty in court, saying that they were part of a conspiracy to lie about the election being stolen. The only thing you can say to that, if you want to keep believing that, is something conspiracy theory-esque. Oh, that's because the Illuminati got to them. That's because of this. That's because of the whole machine. Almost every single person who has turned on Trump or has testified against him in January 6th or has testified against him in a court hearing worked for him. Hmm. They're not parading Democrats in. They're parading Republicans in who worked for him and supported him. And now they are pleading guilty to the conspiracy that was. And so when people still I know you're still out there listening. I know I like I said, I have friends who still believe this. But if you do it, the the basis to believe that is so incredibly thin at this point. People don't just plead guilty to crimes for no reason. And I can just guarantee you, especially lawyers, that if they had a, a, a leg to stand on, they would be fighting it. No, I did not commit a crime because what we said was true. And here's the proof. But one after another, they just keep stepping up. Giuliani will be next. Mark my words. So people get to believe what they want. They get to vote the way they want. It's America. But I it just it's getting to the point now where it's, it's like, what is this based on? I don't think at this point a lot of it's based on anything. We used to joke when... Like at our house, if someone said, did you, you know, did you do this? Did you take the cold pizza out of the fridge? We, our theory was there was always an algorithm and it was deny, 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 explain. No, I didn't. No, I didn't. Okay. Well, here's the thing. And I think there, that algorithm can be transposed onto a lot of the election deniers. They're just saying, no, no, it was a conspiracy. It was a conspiracy. It was a conspiracy. And then if you were to lay out the facts and say, federalism, localized elections, state, you know, secretaries of state, the many of them Republicans, the victories down ballot for Republicans. It didn't happen. Even if you convince them with the facts, they'd say, OK, well, here's the thing. Democrats are going to destroy the country because ultimately it's the ends. It, it, it's, the that's what it, that's the, you've, you've just nailed it. That's what it is. It's you can lay out all these things for a lot of people. And the end result is, well, you know what? I don't care because. We can't have them in charge. I would so much more appreciate that than people still saying the election was stolen. Like my one friend I told you who said, oh, I know it wasn't stolen. I know that Trump's full of crap, but I would he he fits. I want my 401k to look better. I want someone who the rest of the world is going to be afraid of. I want someone who's going to fight back on all this racist stuff and the transgender stuff. I know he's a bag, but I don't care. I respect that a lot more than some crazy ass, of course, the election was stolen. Um, I think no one knows the future, and Trump didn't know the future. But looking back, doing this was the biggest mistake he ever made in his life. Because I believe, had he done what every other president has done in the past, had on election night or the next day he would have said, uh, in his own Trumpian way, being crappy about it, but still, mm. you know, good luck to President Joe Biden. I'll support him and I'll be back in four years to take the Oval Office back. I think he would take it back in a walk. Had he not done this, and if you didn't have January 6th, if you didn't have the whole stolen election bull crap, had he just been like a normal guy, 
I think he walks into the Oval Office easily in a landslide mm-hmm. against Biden had he not done this. That's actually, Ronji, I can't tell if you agree or not. I think that's a good point because, you know, the whole the adage, it's the economy, stupid, just because things, a lot of them out of Joe Biden's control, but happened to happen while Biden was in the White House. I think you're right. People would say, oh, this is terrible. The, my, the economy is horrible. Inflation is terrible. The world's gone to hell. We need to ch- change him up again. Here, let's get Trump. He might have a yeah. point. And I, he probably would. He probably would, even if, if people have the wrong idea of why things are the way they are. The economy was great under Obama, and it was on the way up. And then Trump got to at least experience the first part of that. Um, and then COVID wrecked everything. And I don't blame Trump at all for COVID. You can't. That's, I, I think I blame his response a bit. Could have been a little bit better. But uh, overall, the economy around the world tanked, and that wasn't an American problem. I think, and, and this is this is my conspiracy theory, I think going back to 2016, I don't really think he wanted the presidency. I think what he wanted was, look, he tried to run before. And for people like that, for people like uh, Ramaswamy, I think that guy's in it to get his name out there. Sure. Because it will benefit him down the road financially. I think Trump wanted to get as far as he could possibly go. And then losing that election, because if you remember two to three weeks before the election even happened in 2016, he started with the, I don't trust the elections. They're rigged. I'm not going to win anyway. And that's the perfect thing to say. If you believe that there's no way you could possibly lose anything unless the system is rigged against you and what you'd have that deniability for the rest of your life, I actually would have won, but... Systems rigged. But at that time, nobody was mad Mm -hmm. like they are now. Mm -hmm. So I think that's what he wanted. I think he wanted to get as far as he could and then just blame it on being rigged. And then none of this would have happened since. Yeah, I I agreed with most of it. I think he wanted to win. I don't think Trump's dumb. And I think that on election night, uh, from what I understand from a few people I have on the inside, everyone was shocked. Trump was shocked. Melania was shocked. Hillary yeah, was certainly yeah. shocked. We were all shocked. Uh, so, yeah, then, then I think he embraced it, of course, you know, and uh, yeah. But I think, though, I think when and there's that moment, there is that moment. We all remember on the next day when he was like, we should have won one, two, three. And in fact, we did win. Boom. At that point, the die was cast. Right. Mm-hmm. And I really do. I think that had he just played it normal, he would win in a landslide against Biden. I, I kind of disagree um, because I think if he plays it normal, then he loses his base. His base likes him because he never backs have a down. Point. That's the whole point. When have we ever known Donald Trump to say, you know what, my bad, uh, let me walk this back. It's never happened and it's never going to happen. It's not his brand. And that's why people like him. And they like him for other reasons, too, but I think that's why he has such a feverish base. And it's like, this is our champion. He doesn't back down for us ever. He's never going to give up and say that he's been defeated. And that's the appealing part of Trump. So if he starts going normal mode, then he loses those people who are so passionate about him. That's a really good point. This was an interesting story 
I didn't know this, but evidently in the United States, the birth rate is down 22% since 2007. And we have the guy, I forget his name, maybe you remember it, Andrew, the guy who's very much, we were way too overpopulated. We, you know, X, Y, Z. Paul Ehrlich. There you go. And, uh, but a lot of people like Elon Musk and others think that it's the opposite. And I read this article with great care, and it seems like it's just what it sounds like. And there's going to be a push by the U.S. government uh, for people to have more babies and to push for more like 1950s-esque families. Have more kids. Come on. Let's all get married and have kids uh, so that there are more workers and more consumers. Uh, The other side of this is it is projected that the population will grow between 2023 and 2053 by 3%, but it's going to be almost exclusively from immigration, most of that illegal. Hmm. So basically, uh, they're saying that we're down 22%, but in the next 20 years, we're going to go up, but it's mostly going to be people coming into the country illegally. Isn't that fascinating? Mm-hmm. On so many, just on so many levels. So, so the demographics of our country are absolutely unavoidably going to change drastically. You know, by the time you guys are my age, it will, it will be a different country. I mean, mm-hmm. it will look different. It will vote different. The parties will be different. It's going to be very different. I think we'll just have to get used to it. You know, we, we, we talked to uh, somebody today from the International Institute in St. Louis about how badly St. Louis and it's not just St. Louis, it's around the country, how we we need people, which means we're going to have to rely on immigrants because we need people to take jobs, to create businesses. We don't have enough of it, and they tend to do those things. You know, and even if it's just working, uh, you know, the, the sectors like hospitality, industry, hospitality, that that kind of stuff, agriculture relies heavily on immigrant labor, and we... we we don't have enough of it. And I think we, as a city that's trying to improve and trying to make some progress, we're probably going to need the people like that, people to want to come here. It will be interesting, though, because, yeah, the demographics of the country change. We're a country of immigrants from the very beginning. But it will be interesting to see how policy changes domestically, foreign policy changes, as well as social mores because you do have a lot of families or immigrants maybe from uh, Latin America, Central America, South America that tend to be more traditional than the very liberal, left-leaning, white, college-educated graduates that we see pretty loud in the media today. So a lot of time immigrants' families— Might become more conservative country. Yeah, immigrant families tend to be uh, more of the nuclear family uh, that has fallen out of vogue and— you know, some very progressive circles. I know Brad Wilcox at the University of Virginia, the Institute of Marriage and Family Research, comes out with an incredible data looking at, okay, what are your, what is your mobility, your socioeconomic mobility when you are a child of, you know, a single mother, a single father, a two-parent household, and so forth. And Two-parent households, just the numbers alone, and President Obama gave the speech in 2008 on Father's Day, it's a stabilizing factor in a child's life. It doesn't mean you can't grow up and do great things if you're from a single parent, obviously. And sometimes there's a situation where it is much, much healthier to be a single parent. But when you're looking at very broad data, yeah, that the stability of a two-parent household 
tends to indicate more socioeconomic mobility. But yeah, I mean, it could be more conservative socially, but maybe more liberal policy wise. You know, it's so fascinating to me. 30,000 foot view is we love to talk about our founding and we love to talk about the founding fathers. We love to talk about the Constitution. We love to talk about the concept of the United States and the melting pot. And here we are a couple hundred years later and it's happening. We truly are becoming a real stew. It's not just 90 percent white potatoes, you know, and we are testing the parameters of democracy with, you know, stolen elections and January 6th and all this kind of stuff and ousting speakers. Um, It's I wish it were less interesting. I wish we lived in more boring times because it also frightens me, especially as a father uh, who whose kids are going to live in the next world iteration, whatever it is. But from a scholarly sort of, you know, way, it's fascinating to see this plan that these men had a couple hundred years ago actually come to fruition and be tested in ways that not everyone's happy with. You know, and not that it wasn't tested then, because, yes, they it did, you know, primarily white Europeans. But those white Europeans across the eastern seaboard represented religions and faiths that had just torn Europe apart with wars for centuries and were persecuted. Right. Whether I mean, you had Catholics and Protestants and Anabaptists and Quakers, and uh, they were afraid for their lives because they'd been persecuted in Europe. So there was contention, which is why so much of the government was set up the way it is to have unity, but be incredible, uh, have the ability, incredible ability to adapt and hold lots of differing opinions. And I I do think if our if our founding fathers uh, were able to see what we are doing I think they'd be really disappointed, and not for the reason you think. I think they'd be disappointed that there are not enough of us participating in the democratic process from start to finish. That our politics is a lot more interesting uh, and kind of awful than it used to be. And a big reason it's like that is enough people don't participate the entire process. They wait until the end, and then they go, why do we have these two dumb candidates? Why can't we have better ones? (laughs) Well. This is what happens when you let women vote. <laughs> they might say that. <laughs> you know, I wasn't going to say it. <laughs> You're but thinking no, it, though. We're but, all but seriously, it. think about that, man. If, if we all participated, if we did yeah. primaries, we oh, all yeah. took primaries as seriously mm-hmm. as we took the general elections, we probably wouldn't be here right now. Yes. The things that we bitch and moan about, we could be different, mm. except that we don't do enough. That's right. Yeah, I'm always preaching everyone needs to come to the middle and be free-thinking independence, and yet I haven't voted in a primary probably in my life. And you know what? It's not that hard. It's not like making a lifestyle change where you have to completely change your diet and your exercise routine for the next two years. It's But we don't do it because it isn't sexy. I don't know. I think we don't do it because we're lazy. And that. Yeah. We need to make it sexy again. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance, too, with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. 
Price and coverage match limited by state law. We really need new phones. T Mobile will cover the cost of four amazing new iPhone 15s, and each line is only $25 a month. New iPhone 15s? It's better over here. Only at T Mobile get four iPhone 15s on us and four lines for $25 per line per month with eligible trade in when you switch. Minimum of four lines for $25 per line per month with auto pay discount using debit or bank account. $5 more per line without auto pay, plus taxes and fees. Phone fee at 24 monthly bill credits for all well qualified customers. Contact us before canceling account to continue bill credits or credit stop and balance on required finance agreement due. $35 per line connection charge applies. Ctmobile.com. Protect your vehicle's engine with a full synthetic oil change and save with Mobile One at O'Reilly Auto Parts. Purchase five quarts of Mobile One full synthetic motor oil and receive a $10 O'Reilly gift card after rebate. See store for details. With your Mobile One purchase, you'll also receive two times points during Old Rewards Bonus Points Month at O'Reilly Auto Parts. Oh, 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 O'Reilly Auto Parts.